this. I mean, this is, this is a tragic story, really, in every respect. Medina Spirit, already a celebrated horse for being very good and first past the post in the Kentucky Derby, and the world's most infamous horse because of his likely impending disqualification, because of a medication um, positive, uh, has died. He dropped down dead in training at Santa Anita earlier this week. Um, Maddie, it's a, it's a deeply tragic end to what's been a, a really terrible story. Yeah, and none of that is the horse's fault. You know, he's synonymous with this this story about um, doping and Bob Baffert, and that rolls on. Um, but the horse was a, a fantastic athlete. Um, when he won the Kentucky Derby, it's been said the Beth Methasone in his system didn't make any difference um, in terms of enhancing his performance there. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, I mean, you could, you could easily and safely conjecture mm. that the quantity of a topical ointment in his system, whilst it was prohibited mm. uh, under the rules, whilst it was medication overage, I mean, there is no way that that in and of itself made any difference to his, yes. to his, to his yeah. performance. That doesn't mean it was right and no. he should be disqualified because it's, cause it's over. Mm. But my point was, none of that is the, the horse's fault. No. And he was um, an exceptional athlete. And it's just another sad turn in what's been a really sad group of events. What it will do, of course, is intensify the focus yet further on the sport, and particularly in California. You know, the amount of fatalities, the amount of unexplained sudden deaths will understandably arouse people's interest. And they were alarming figures, weren't they, a year or two ago? You'll know more in-depth about this than I will. But I thought things were beginning to show signs of improvement. Well, certainly in terms of deaths within races and on the training track and yeah. catastrophic injuries, certainly there's a significant improvement and maintenance of the track and um, you know, much more stringent veterinary procedures have had an awful lot to do with that. But when a horse drops down dead and there appears to be no obvious explanation, then people start talking. People are saying, why is this happening and why is it happening with more regularity than it ought to be? Um, what we don't know is exactly what happened. We have to wait for the results of the post-mortem. Yeah, suspected heart attack, um, isn't it, at the moment? But we wait to find out um, what happened to Port Medina Spirit. Medina Spirit, who, uh, who died this week, the first three-year-old Kentucky Derby winner to die in his three-year-old season since Swale in, in 1984, in very similar circumstances as, as well. Uh, now, France have got their own version, it appears, of the uh, Navarro service case. As, as three members of the Rossi family, uh, Cedric Rossi, Charlie Rossi, and Frederick Rossi, uh, together with a dozen others, were, were indicted on charges of race fixing and of doping. Maddie, a, a huge case in France, but as French correspondents have said, it wasn't a massive surprise to the French racing community. No, and a huge case given um, the training links of Sealaway, our mm. champion stakes winner. Uh, Tiger Tanaka was another one um, from the, to win a Group 1. Um, Rougier, who's recently been sold as well. Um, so this has huge, huge ramifications. Um, all three were arrested. I think 12 other people mm. also um, the premises raided. Um, so we wait to find out yet yeah, another story, negative racing story that's going to dominate our headlines in the weeks to come. But it seems inconceivable, doesn't it, if you've got evidence, strong evidence of systemic doping uh, in North America and suspected evidence on another coast in North America and strong evidence of systemic doping in France, suspicions of systemic doping 
in Ireland, do we really believe that on this island here, we're immune from, from such nefarious practice? That's the thing, isn't it? It's about, and I said this earlier with regards to the Briony Frost and, and Robbie Dunn case, but it's about bringing that darkness, that uncertainty into life. And the way to do that is through making things more transparent, making things more traceable, um, but that is not as easy as it sounds. Um, so we just need to keep an eye on our in and out of competition testing um, and try and really nail down where we know we stand on this. Mm. Shouldn't be where we think we are. We should have a clearer idea categorically of where we stand. So the case continues in France into Frederick, Charlie, and uh, Cedric Rossi, all of whom have been indicted on charges of doping and race fixing. Ah, two returns for next year. The Racing League goes round again and the Skybet Sunday series goes round again. So you can enjoy all those debates about, <laughs> about the Racing League to your heart's content. Do you, remember those, do you remember those heady days <laughs> when these, prog these programmes were involved with such... Um, trivia is whether or not the racing league is yes. a good idea yes well we can we can hope for that once again uh, when they come back around um personally my stance i'm much bigger fan of the sunday series than the racing league i don't really get the racing league i find it slightly strange concept one that i'm not sure was suited to horse mm. racing well, the, well the, to, to, let's be fair here the skybet sunday series is not a concept no it is it is a it is a a neat bit of packaging that has worked yes. and yes. people like it. And look, let's be honest. It's telly on a Sunday. Mm. It's more money for ordinary old horses. Exactly. Both are helping the prize money problem, if you want to um, christen it that. Um, and also the small fields. So they're both targeting different problem areas in British horse racing. Mm. Um, so good. Um, we wait to see the the evolution that the racing league has made because it wasn't always smooth sailing early on last year. No, I think their first their first um, stated aim this year is it's open to all. So all those who said, "Oh, we weren't invited, we weren't excluded," anyone can join in this time. So that may change things, shift perception. Who knows? I just find it a bit odd the sort of team aspect within a such an independent sport. Um, I don't really tend to resonate with many of the team names either and that sort of identity. I'm, I'm a big lover of stories in sport, um, but I, I struggle to get to grips with that one personally. Mm. I can appreciate what it's attempting to do and I hope that we will see progress, but I struggle to sort of relate to it on any sort of level. The one thing that struck me last year, and I remember saying this to um, the organisers, was if you're going to have people with you know, trainers, jockeys, team managers, whatever, who have got great, strong links to the competition, they have to properly buy into it. You can't sort of do it in a half-hearted way. It's either mm. either get in there and get stuck in. And, it's got to be genuine as well. Yeah. It's got to be genuine. Um, and I think people can sometimes see through that a little bit. Um, if you're, gonna, if you're going to do it... You've got to make people buy into a product. You've got to believe in it. Mm. And um, that definitely, there's definitely work to be done in that aspect. COVID passes uh, coming in from Wednesday. You're going to need 
uh, either evidence of double vaccination or a um, negative, I was about to say positive, or a negative <laughs> lateral don't flow test. That. No, you don't, you don't want to be doing that. Is it actually a big deal, this? I don't think so. From my viewpoint, you know, I've been taking lateral flow tests before I go everywhere. Um, you know, this new variant is clearly um, a threat to, again, the life that we've been living that's sort of evolved from the, the depths of COVID and we need to take it very seriously. This isn't any sort of violation on me, but I appreciate that other people might view it differently. What's your stance on it? Uh, my stance on it is, it, it, it's fine. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it. I do have a problem with Chelmsford City asking people for identification. I don't think that's the way we want to go uh, no. in this country. But I don't have a problem with producing a COVID pass, you know, having to produce a COVID pass every time I get on an aeroplane. I've had three PCR tests in the last four days. I had to have one to be, be able to appear on this programme today because I've been in, in Bahrain. No issue with that whatsoever. And the interesting question is, what happens with licensed personnel? And I haven't got a clear answer from the the RCA on this yet, because jockeys were part of a bubble. A lot of them have only recently been double vaccinated. Some of them aren't vaccinated at all. Now, does that become an issue? Well, is it in... Or do they just need a lateral flow test? I'm not sure, but isn't it in Singapore now where they've passed, if, you, if you're not vaccinated, you therefore have to foot your own medical bills were anything to happen? Mm. I mean, I'm not suggesting anything like that is, is going to happen here. Um, but we'll have to we'll have to see. But yeah, I was like you, I don't I don't have an issue with it in principle. No. Um, that was COVID passes. Then I think we can move on can't we? <laughs> to uh, to Irad Ortiz, who um, performed a manoeuvre uh, in the United States the other day that uh, led to a horse coming down, another horse coming down, and you know, a jockey taking a particularly nasty fall. Now the stewards have given him thirty days. Uh, for this manoeuvre, Maddie, you wanted to open out a little on this. Yeah, um, and it's difficult, isn't it? I'm I'm not a jockey. We're getting back to that old, how many winners have you ridden? Um, but I just think it was an incredibly dangerous and shocking thing to witness. Um, and I think this sort of thing, we talk about it in, in this country where our rules lie. Um, and for 30 days, He's been banned. And also there was another incident, um, which I believe the stewards took into account in a driving finish um, in a graded stakes race um, to do with his whip usage and position of his whip. Um, this is something that we clearly need to keep an eye on and take very, very seriously because it really paints our sport in a in a bad light. In my but view. This is this is you know, this is one of the senior, you know, if not the foremost rider in the United States, one of the best, most gifted riders in the world and a multiple Eclipse Award winner, just taking a, a hard left-hander and wiping out. Could have very easily killed someone. Very easily. Is 30 days enough? I wouldn't have said so, personally. But I'm not sure how that matches with the, uh, the regulations. I mean, I say is 30 days enough in a week where a guy's just been banned for, for 18 months. I don't like that kind of whataboutery, but, you know, there is an action here, a deliberate action, a premeditated action that could have caused the very serious injury or death of another rider and or horse. Yeah, and others as well. You never know how many people are going to be impacted by a manoeuvre like that. And I wanted to mention it because it was a, 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 you know, went viral on social media and I feel like 
these sort of things need taken seriously, especially given that the conversations we're having in this country with regards to interference. Um, so it's definitely relevant to that conversation. How good is Golden 60? He's just won yet again in Hong Kong. Some very dramatic racing in Hong Kong. This morning we were watching, when we came into, came into the office and it was on, on, on Sky, we were watching Golden 60 bolt up again in the mile under a great ride from Vincent Ho. Yes, I am a big fan of this horse. I've long been sort of a cheerleader for his talents. Um, sectional analysis incredible. He can win off a fast pace, he can win off a slow pace, he's won, won over a range of distances and once again I thought Vincent had him perfectly positioned a little bit closer up um, in the later stages of the race this time around but he has that explosive turn of foot and when Hong Kong is coming out of an era where we've had beauty generation, mm. um, Golden 60 is our new poster boy if you like. It is a shame that we haven't been able to see him tackle some uh, really, really high-class opposition. He arguably did that today, took his form to a new level, beating um, you know, challengers from further afield. I don't think it's a terribly deep division in Hong Kong at the moment. Um, I'd love to see them travel him. He is quite a feisty character. He's quite a hot horse. Um, and again, it's that will to see where his limitations lie, because at the moment we have no idea where they are. Yeah, and he's one of those horses that just keeps on winning, just brings it every time. And there just aren't many of them. You can pick the form up. We had it with Winks, didn't we? Oh, what's she beating? But yeah. you simply can't sustain that level of, that level of form, that level of endeavour, uh, and that level of brilliance, uh, well, no matter who you're beating, unless you are a true champion. And it's a real rigorous cauldron, um, Hong Kong, for, for a horse. Um, and I'd also like to give credit to, to Vincent Ho as well. Great to see that a local rider gaining the headlines. Um, and he now knows this horse so well, he can uh, get him out of any sort of pockets, any trouble that he's in. Uh, he's got the magnificent horse underneath him. But equally, you have to be a very talented rider to extract the best from him, particularly knowing his slight quirks. Um, so can't wait to see where he goes next. I'm not sure if travelling is on the agenda, but I would like to see. Those were this week's Talking Points.